Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Brian Baldinger doesn't just like football, he loves football. This is what defensive ends should do to tight ends. I don't care what tight end it is. This is what you should do right here. You should put them in a paper shredder and just, just get rid of them. Little quick jam, little bam, little punch, knock them off bounds. You gotta change it up. You get the predator off bounds, and then you dance. <laughs> get the predator off balance. Get the predator off balance. Predators all over the place. Was that a literally cut from the movie Predator? Because I could see that too. We got to do that one for Action Movie Rewind on Mackie and Judd. Uh, Welcome into the show. This is Purple Daily. Phil Mackie, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. And we appreciate you guys who either listen on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. Or if you check us out on YouTube, that's awesome, too. Uh, click the subscribe button on YouTube and give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple if you could, because those two things help grow the show and spread the word about the show. And if you hate us, I mean, you can tell us that, too. You can always tweet at us, at Phil Mackey, at Jay Zolget, at Dex's tweets, are also on Instagram. They do. They do. Yeah. A lot of people we wondering, why do you guys spend so much time talking about Kirk Cousins? Well, for one... He is the most important player on the most popular team in the Twin Cities. And so the pie chart of relevance is large. And two, there's a lot of things, even like this report about Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, the Niners are now good with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a smokescreen. You think the Niners a month before the league year starts are really yeah. sitting there saying, you know what, well, there's a lot of options out there, but <laughs> Jimmy G at $27 million, and that's why can never stay healthy is our guy. This is punter week. <laughs> on Purple Daily. The Colquitt years will break down Greg Coleman. We're going to break down. It's punter week. That's it all is. I want to talk about is punters. And the next week will be left guard week. It's going to be five straight days of full meat and potatoes breakdowns of all of the left guards, not only not only in free agency, but in the draft, all the guys that the Vikings could draft in the seventh round. And the round real question the is, can they stop the Predator? <laughs> To get the predator, predator off balance. Dakota Doji, you got to get the Predator. Put the hips up. Bam. So today is a mock draft Monday, and we've got a couple great ones for you guys, powered by our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer, Declan Goff. Oh, it was the weekend of love, and I didn't want to spend it anyone else with anyone else but Corona Hard Seltzer. 
I have four flavors by my side. Put on some some soothing saxophone some, music. Some sensual music. Maybe some Nelly with some candle lit, just like uh, Matthew McConaughey did in the How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Maybe. Are you the big spoon or the little spoon with your Corona Hard Seltzer? Uh, I'm the big spoon, but you know, sometimes I do like to be the little spoon. I think that's important. This just took a really weird You turn. don't have to always be the big spoon because you're a certain person in the relationship. You can both be wow. equal part spoon. Okay, just want to throw that out there. I'm it's a little tough. It's a little tough for the Corona Heart Seltzers. They don't have arms, but sure. No, no, that, and that's why I can just hold all four. So I, I'm fine being the big spoon for the Corona Heart Seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with those pure beach vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Heart Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Heart Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. I want to mock. Mock. All right, boys. Man, we have a seven-round mock draft from Matt Miller at thedraftscout.com. Oh, sure. I follow him on Twitter. This dude is a mocking machine. Never stops, never sleeps. Does Matt make trades? I don't think there's any trades. At least he doesn't have the Vikings trading with any of these. Wow. We'll go through the first nice. round up to the Vikings, and we'll give you all of the other Vikings picks. Whew. And then Declan has a mock that I we're going to get to as well. Okay. Mock Draft Monday, and then we have midweek mocks on Purple Daily, and we are keeping track of all the mocks we go through. We're keeping a running tally of which players are, are most often popping up in these mocks. We should almost weight it a little bit more toward like the heavy hitter mockers too. Sure. Like if, if McShay or Kuiper has someone going to the Vikings, all due respect to WalterFootball.com, but I think it should be like a 1.5 weight. Or am I under? Am I maybe undervaluing WalterFootball.com? Might be upset with that, but yeah, I, can I think we got to throw them all in, man. For I think sure. we okay. got to give them all a fair chance to all be right. right about this. So to this point, Elijah Vera Tucker, the swing offensive lineman from USC, mm-hmm. has has shown up a couple times. I think both Kuiper and McShay have him in their latest going to the Vikings. And then Christian Barmore, the interior defensive lineman from Alabama, has shown up a couple times, too. That's the type of guy that Mike Zimmer would just be banging on Rick's door saying, get me the Alabama defensive lineman. I could see that for sure. You think he's not right now? Probably is. Going on right now in Egan. Just a steady knocking on the door. I can hear it from here. (laughs) He just isn't stopping until Rick opens up the door. (laughs) Rick! Rick, you there? Rick, you there? Rick, you up? Rick, you there? (laughs) You up. You up. You up. You up. No, Mike, I'm not. Uh, Jamar Chase, we've seen Quiddy Pay, the edge rusher from Michigan. My linebacker from Notre Dame, we're going to call him JOK for the purposes of not butchering the pronunciation. And then uh, today's mocks, we will add okay. to this list. Let's just start with the top of the first round here of this seven round mock from Matt Miller. This is his 1.0 mock. Love it. This is this is the this is oh, the so we're, on, we're on the ground floor. Yep. This is the first seven round mock, I should say. All right, that's fine. So he's got the Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence. He's got the Jets taking the BYU kid, Zach Wilson. He's got Jamar Chase going to the Dolphins, which makes a lot of sense, Mm -hmm. regardless of who their quarterback is. Kyle Pitts, a tight end from Florida, going to the Falcons at four. See a lot of quarterback steam at four for the Falcons. Uh, Panay Sewell, the offensive tackle from Oregon, going five to Cincinnati, which makes sense. Get your quarterback, get your tackle. Go forward. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama to the Eagles at six. Jalen Waddle, the other wide receiver to the Lions at seven. Justin Fields to the Panthers at eight. I'm going to skip here. Looking for quarterbacks. Looking for oh, Trey Lance going 12th to the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. 
And that brings us to the Minnesota Vikings at 14, according to Matt Miller, thedraftscout.com. Offensive tackle Christian Derisaw from Virginia Tech. Gonna guess you guys haven't watched a ton of Virginia Tech film. Do you have? But a, how would you feel about an offensive tackle named Christian Derisaw from Virginia Tech? Um, okay, is he? Here's the analysis. Left tackle. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> What's yes. his feet? Thank you very finish? much. Here it is. I would appreciate the analysis first. The Vikings hold steady and find a top tier left tackle prospect on the board. Like hold the steady. Perfect pick for their scheme, given his, his athleticism and upside. Derisaw didn't opt out of the 2020 season and saw his stock rise from potential second rounder to a top 20 player. He's agile, smooth in pass protection, and has the length to handle the edge. He's also a balanced, poised player whose awareness was notable on tape. Pairing him with Brian O'Neill on the other side gives Minnesota a legit pair of bookend tackles who can keep the passing game flowing and boost the ground game. Checking off your biggest need at a premium position without having to surrender draft capital is also an ideal situation. Um, so here's my two cents on this. We're going to know pretty soon, like within the next three weeks, what happens with Riley Reef. Mm-hmm. If they keep Riley Reef, it'll be a restructured two-year contract almost certainly, right? Yes. Because they're going to want to lower his cap number for this year, and, and it's going to essentially be a two-year contract taking Riley Reef into his age 33 and 34 seasons. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they aren't still looking for a left tackle of the future, but I think if they keep Riley Reef, it makes it a lot less likely that they would pick Christian Derisaw from Virginia Tech with their with really their only top sixty pick at this point. Yes, that sounds completely fair. Yep, if they are going to, so I, I think what they basically are trying to, to do now, and they helped, they probably helped their cause by kicking in that bonus to Reef last week, was to determine if he is going to give them a discount, and he might not because. You know, before they started last year, they basically went to him and said, you're screwed. So all that being said, I think you're probably right. So if they're going to keep brief and restructure them, they're not going to take a left tackle first round. If he's going to walk, though, now you potentially got your left tackle of the future. Um, You're set at right tackle for now, although he's going to need an extension here soon. And then Ezra Cleveland can stay at right guard. And so the question is left guard. But, yeah, I could see that. Um, but my my sense is that they're going to work pretty hard to try and keep Reef restructured because the amount of needs and the pressure to win now are going to cause them to probably, just a guess, go defense first round. Yeah, I think the other thing in play here is they just gave Riley Reef a $1 million, like, hey, we feel bad about everything yeah, last year totally bonus. totally screwed you. <laughs> don't, don't remember that. Remember this <laughs> Million dollar gift. So, do they give him that million dollars? Like, I, I, I feel like that million dollars is sort of a precursor to let's let's work something out for Absolutely. a two year deal. Yeah. Or it could be a we feel bad, and we're probably going to cut you to save eleven to twelve million dollars to the cap. No. So here's your party. Uh, gift. No, 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 no. Because that no. money counts for this year's this upcoming yeah, year's. No, cap. I think that, I think that that was definitely a first step to try and repair probably what was a uh, a fractured relationship. Yeah. No, I think you're probably right. I think that they are definitely going to try now and get his contract down, keep him, and then address defensive end, right end, right, or the three tech. And then one more thought on this because this is a this is a really interesting scenario. And, and, and if they if they were to draft like the USC offensive lineman that we've seen pop up a couple times, sure, um, Elijah Vera Tucker, he can play guard. 
So that that seems to make more sense as a first round pick because he could solve an immediate need at left guard. Mm-hmm. Derisaw is a tackle, and now could they start him at left guard and then move him out after a couple of years? I mean, the Vikings do that sort of thing, so it wouldn't be entirely shocking. But he's much more of a solidified tackle, it sounds like, than uh, than Tucker is. So. Long term, if you were just to say, all right, what, over the next three to five years, what's the best thing you can do? I would say, well, find a franchise left tackle like Riley Reef is sure. 32, right? Right. But I feel like the Vikings are in position of need in the now window more than they have been in the last 10 drafts where it's like they have very specific needs if they want to push this thing back toward contendership in 2021. Yeah. And drafting a guy that might sit behind Riley Reef doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So are they in a position where they're not going to take best player available? I feel like this is a, a lot like the draft uh, when, when they took uh, Brad Bitberry with their first pick as well, though, because that was a definite reach of need. Um, but yeah, when the pressure, the pressure on Rick and Mike is pretty big. So I don't think that they're going to say, yeah, we might be fired, but it'd be sure nice to, to have a left tackle in place long term here. I think that you're right. I think that they are going. I think the first pick is going to address an immediate need right now. And my guess is, and this is not the smartest thing, but my guess is it's going to come down to the coach again saying, "Guys, my forte is defense." <laughs> My forte is defense, yeah. and I need more. And he does on defense. All right. Well, don't worry, Zim. Let's get to the third round here. According to the draftscout.com, yep. the Vikings have two third-round picks, and with those picks, they will take USC safety Talanoa Hufanga, and then they will take defensive lineman Tyler Shelvin from LSU. So they'll pick defense with their next two. Okay. Uh, three fourth-round picks, starting with... Offensive guard Deontay Smith from East Carolina. Offensive guard, okay. And then two cornerbacks, Kerry Vincent Jr. from LSU. I love I love just drafting all the LSU players you possibly can here. Sure. Um, and then uh, cornerback Marco Wilson from Florida. So you would you would have four defensive players in your next five picks after you take an offensive lineman in the first round, which seems like if you go offense in the first round, you will then have to appease Mike Zimmer by taking nine defensive players. The oh, rest of course, of it, right? Yeah. Of course. Then we get to the fifth round. Wide receiver Cade Johnson from South Dakota State. Quarterback David Mills from Stanford with Mm -hmm. your second fifth round pick. And then you have one sixth and one seventh in which he'll take a running back, Rom Stevenson from Oklahoma, and edge rusher Taryn Jackson from Coastal Carolina. I want a mock. Mock. Right. So um, interesting. A lot of defense. And you need defense afterwards. And of course, you know me, I love taking flyers on fifth, sixth, and seventh round quarterbacks that you can just stash on your practice squad. That's the Viking style. Every can once in a while, enough, you whiff on man. a Christian Ponder. The can, never have plan. En- can never have enough. <laughs> so, all right. So, if that if that happens, um, I think it would mean that Riley Reef is not on your team and yes. you would go for this. But Declan has oh, an yeah. NFL.com. Is it our guy Chad Reuter, you said? Yeah, Reuter. Chad Reuter of NFL.com. Right, take this the reins, baby. Let's this do is this. juicy. Okay. So he has trades involved. Yes. Yes. He has Love trades. It. So with the first pick, the Vikings make a trade with Washington. Now, he doesn't specify what the trade is. Oh. He just said it's just a trade. There's a trade well, that has on. taken place. Come on, Reuter. For sure. So with the first round, the Vikings actually go down five spots from 14 to 19. And they take a defensive end, Jalen Phillips. <laughs> 
Okay. Jalen Phillips oh, would be their first pick at 19 overall. Mike. He is a defensive end from Cal. Mike's so happy right now. Oh, yeah. Well, And with this pick, I mean, you can put two and two together, too. Like, the Vikings get a second-round pick in return. So right now the Vikings don't have a second-round pick because of the unique Ngakwe trade. So in this situation, you get the 19th overall pick in Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips is the is the Miami kid, right? My, yes, Miami. I said Cal. My bad. Yeah, he had yeah he had eight he sacks for Miami and fifteen and a half TFLs. Yes, he's a he's a transfer from UCLA. Got it. Um, and uh, yeah, so he was at Cal, then at Miami, but a defensive end and a definitely a position need. So now with your second round pick, the Vikings are now selecting at fifty first overall. With that trade from Washington, the Vikings select Andre Cisco, a safety. So Vikings looking for a safety for the first two picks off the board. They have a defensive end. Now they have a safety. Um, Andre Cisco, a safety, would be a possible. I know Judd doesn't want them to take a safety possibly early, but he could be. He could fill the shoes of Anthony Harris and maybe even Harrison Smith down the road. But not a bad trade. Not mm-hmm. a bad trade. Mm-hmm. Jalen Phillips, by the way, is six foot five, two hundred seventy pounds. That is a holy crap. That is a big boy. <laughs> that dude is a machine. <laughs> yeah. Now in the third round, it gets interesting. The Vikings have three third round picks in this situation. They have seventy eight. They have 90, and they have 97 for projected comp pick. I don't know if that would be Riley Reef leaving Judd. I don't know what the comp pick could no, the, the be. Comp would be. The comp would be from the previous year. From the previous yep. year? Yep. Got it. So, so they have three picks from 78 It would be from like, uh, like Trey Waynes or something. I can't remember what the okay. comps were, but like if Riley Reef leaves, you get a comp pick for 2022. No, you, how that you don't because he's cut. That's a good point. If he leaves in free agency yes, after his if, contract, if his you're right. contract expires, yep. that that's where so like, like Anthony in. Harris would you get he'll, a comp? He'll get yep. Okay. But it might be a fourth round comp pick now instead of a third round because he was not good last season. Exactly. All right. So with the 78th overall pick, the Vikings in the third round take quarterback Kyle Trask out of Whoa! the University of Florida, a quarterback oh off the board mm, for the Vikings. Oh boy, what do we think about this? See, all right. It's uh, I feel like his stock has fallen quite a bit. He had great weapons. Great weapons. He had fantastic this, weapons. This is why a lot, of, a lot of times people wonder, like, why don't quarterbacks from Ohio State and Alabama ever pan out in the NFL? Because they're playing with such better weapons yeah. and offensive lines and generally coaches. That and tight end of Florida was a stud. Yeah. I, all right. So in general, I think the question here is, how would you feel about the Vikings taking a stab at a quarterback in this draft, but with one of their top picks, right? Because they've got, yeah, but a third-round pick would be incredibly fair, right? It's fair, but it's also not helping you win now. That's true. I think if, like, here's my take on this. If you're going to draft but a quarterback, just draft, like, go get a guy, unless you don't think there's a guy in the first. If you think all those guys are overrated, okay, that's cool. And you think Kyle Trask is just a hidden gem sitting there, and you've yep. got and Clint, can, Clint Kubiak's going to mold him behind the scenes. Can be, you know, can sit for... What a, a year and develop yeah. maybe? But if you only have right, if, so what were the, what was the trade again? Did Vikings wind up with a first and two thirds still, or what did they wind up with? They wound up second. with a first and a second, so they wound up with the nineteenth overall pick and the fifty first overall pick, and then and then one third or two thirds. They have technically three thirds, so okay. they have two. I believe that they own right now, and then a projected comp pick at ninety seven. Okay, so, so three. they must have given up quite a bit to get these things, right? Um, NFL dot com, but I think. If you're looking at what's the, what like what resources do you what resources do you have to win this season? You got a first and you got two thirds. And in this scenario, they traded for a second. But right now, you have a first and two thirds. Mm-hmm. If you use one of those third round picks on a quarterback, then you only have because he's not going to play this year. Then you only have a first and a third, and maybe some free agency money to help take a seven and nine team 
to back to a contender. It's almost a philosophical thing. If you're going to draft a quarterback in the first three rounds, you're committing to a three or five year window. So, like, pick one or the other is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm oversimplifying it. Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think that Trask intrigues me, uh, but I think he's definitely going to be gone th- third round. I, yeah, he's not a first round pick, and I don't think he's a second. He might be, but I think if you get, got him in the, the third round and you've got three third round picks, that does intrigue me. And I do like the fact. I like the idea of doing something to build for your future as opposed to these win-now picks, which I get in the first round. After that, it's a crapshoot, though, right? Yeah. Like, it's a real crapshoot. Yeah. The other thing, too, you know that throughout the entire Kirk Cousins era to this point, his backup quarterbacks have been just guys. Right? No, th- just, no threat to them. Yep. Because right. I, I don't think he likes threats. Sean Mannion, like, yep. just random dudes. The minute you draft Kyle Trask, think about if Kyle the, the Kyle Trask equivalent, let's say it was a second or third round pick, mm-hmm. if that dude was on your roster when the Vikings were 1-5 and, five and oh, we, Kirk led the league in interceptions. We'd be, we'd calling, be calling for him. For him. Absolutely. Yeah. Take, yeah. take that, Kirk. Fans, like, it, it, it became easier to just sort of ride it out with Kirk because you didn't have an actual logical, it wasn't like the Eagles, if the Eagles had Sean Mannion as a backup, they would have just grinded through it with Carson Wentz. But they had a second-round pick, right. a mobile guy in Jalen Hurts right. with some big-time success in college, and people wanted to see the shiny toy. I like this you more a, now. You put a shiny toy in the roster. I like position. this more now, though. I love that. <laughs> Kirk, there's pressure. There's a guy. There's an actual player behind you. How would it impact Kirk? He won't like it. Who cares? Well, if he's your franchise quarterback and he doesn't like not, it, then... He's not my franchise quarterback. He might be yours, not <laughs> he's mine. He's my guy. He's, he, might not, he might be yours, <laughs> he's not mine. I love the idea of of it not being some slappy backup QB. Slappy. He's slappy. Sean Mann is a slappy. He is. It's very ri- Trevor Simeon yeah. was the same as... A, he's a slappy. It's very risky, I think, to not have someone who's a developmental guy, right? Yeah. Es- es- especially yeah. when you don't have... Especially because you're trying to coddle your quarterback. You are. Kirk doesn't like this. I who cares? I actually have a Kirk question for you here in, in a second. All right, All right. Since we went down this path. So finishing out this oh. three-round mock, too, by the way. There's just two more That's here. Right. Oh, sorry. So at pick 90, the Vikings select Trey Smith in offensive guard. So with the third-round selection, they go with Trey Smith. They finally bolster the offensive line, but they wait until pick 90 to do so. The Vikings have had some great success recently with third, fourth, fifth, and sixth-round guards. So, uh... Willie Beavers, you want a little Willie Beavers <laughs> recall? Fourth round what pick. What was Dozier like? A fifth round pick? I think so. Fourth or fifth round pick. Trey Smith <laughs> out of uh, Tennessee. Not gonna, not gonna work here anymore. Out no. of the University of Tennessee. All right, uh, Chip Scoggins got. So, then, so, so Jalen Phillips is the first. Oh, are you? Yeah, one more. Oh, sorry. You still one got more. one more. Go. He wants to keep going. <laughs> it's your show. Yeah. Do whatever you your want. Show. Uh, but last one at ninety-seven, the comp pick would be Aleem McNeil, a defensive tackle. So to wrap up what Chad Reuter had here, yeah, the Vikings will take five players in their first three rounds. So Jalen Phillips at 19, Andre Sisco a safety at 51, Kyle Trask quarterback at 78, Trey Smith an offensive guard at 90, and then Aleem McNeil a defensive tackle at 90. So interesting. That would be a really, really interesting thing to to happen. I'm still wondering how they picked up the extra second and third rounders and would they have to give up there too. Right. But it's okay. That's okay. In mocking world, you don't even have to explain that. You it's, can just say trade. It's a fascinating world. <laughs> so they, it really is. So they, they went in the first round from fourteen to nineteen. Is that correct? Correct. It's a pretty good drop. Okay. All right.
All right. So uh, that is uh, that's your second mock session I here want today. Uh, powered also by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you're a business owner who also loves the purple, then this is a pretty good intersection for you to be at, this Federated Mutual Insurance Company intersection. They recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. Think about how helpful it would be for you to have employee training at your fingertips, industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Think about the things that could involve risk at your company. Do you do your do your employees use company vehicles, ladders, etc.? Well, you, you want to make sure that you have risk management systems in place and training systems in place, and that's where Federated helps you out. Federatedinsurance.com or download the app. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Okay, on Kirk. Um, thank you to everybody who made the Saturday Kirk Cousins Rumor Roundup episode, the most consumed episode of Purple Daily so far in the month and a half of 2021, so we appreciate it. Um, what percentage chance for all for all of us here? Mm-hmm. Now that we, I think we should ask this like once a week, just to just to get a gauge on it. What percentage chance right now, based on everything you've sort of consumed the last couple of weeks, do you think Kirk Cousins actually gets traded in the next month and a half or so? The percentage chance today, as we speak about this, mm-hmm. as we as we um, yep. try and how much smoke, how much fire, the, the reckless speculation. Um, I think right now the intent of the Vikings would be about five percent. It's very small. It's very small right now. But again, if you get the right call and you get the right haul, everybody is available. But I think it's. I don't think the Vikings are instigating this. I, I think this definitely comes from a position of what the market is going to do and what teams are going to get and what the Rams and Lions did. So I think right now it's small, though. I I think it's 5%. See, I actually think, I think it's higher. I don't think it's like 50, but I think it's like 15, maybe 20. That's where I'm at, too. Okay, so Dex and I are in agreement. 15. And I I say that because, like, your logic is, listen, if the right call comes along and the hall is there... I think the hall is there. Maybe it's not the eighth pick. Maybe Carolina only wanted Matthew Stafford for the eighth pick. But if we're talking like a second round pick and and a fourth or something, mm-hmm. something that would actually, you know, okay, you you'd actually be getting some meaningful draft capital and get out from underneath what what is eventually going to be a forty five million dollar cap hit for two thousand twenty two. There are more good quarterbacks available than teams that are looking to trade. This is this is a, a seller's market, really. I mean, like right now, there's probably a list of eight or nine quarterbacks that could be available. Deshaun Watson, Sam Darnold, Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah. Um, but I think I think in terms of guys who ch- who change the outlook of a team for San Francisco or for the Colts, Kirk is on that list. Kirk's on the list for San Francisco because he's an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And so for San Francisco, they're looking over and they see, okay, who are the who are the quarterbacks available right now, now that Matthew Stafford's gone, that could actually move the needle for us? Kirk does it. Deshaun does it. Maybe there's another guy out there I'm not thinking of. And so you could, re- like, I think you could really leverage your standing right now in this discussion to make something happen and I think it's on the Vikings. I think it's the Vikings that are sitting there thinking, boy, we continuity and Clint Kubiak, et cetera. What do you think, Dex? You said 15 to 20. I said 15 to 20. I think it's 
because I just think everything is so reckless right now. And look, I think Carson Wentz over the weekend, it was reported a second round, I believe, was offered for him yep. from what, what the rumor mill said. And, and Philly, Philly still is seeking the first. Yep. I mean, at this point, I think as time goes on, it's going to I think it's going to hurt his value. So, like, if you can get a second and let's just say it's a second and a third for Carson Wentz or whatever the hell it is. I think you have to pounce on that right away. So the fact, though, that other quarterbacks are being mentioned, I, I think it goes up to 15%. It's 85% chance that he still stays here, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think it's 15 I think it's legit 15%. So I, I think the Vikings wouldn't trade Kirk without a first-round pick coming back. I don't think they trade him for a second and third. I think it has to be a, a first. And I do think that the Wentz dynamic here is intriguing because I don't think that the market is set yet. I think the Stafford trade started, Stafford Goff trade started to set the market, but I, I think that there's still some question, and I think it's still in flux. Um, and so if the Wentz trade goes through, if Philly gets that up to a first round pick, I think it's on. I think it could be intriguing. Uh, but again, I don't put the Vikings odds at a great point because I think that the three of us and lots of fans would definitely shop Kirk. I don't sense that the Vikings are going to or will, but I do think that they are getting at least phone calls. And that's where you create the dynamic of if a guy like Wentz, if the price goes up as the uh, as we get into March, then I think that there is a, a real possibility that at least the offer is so good that the Vikings have to give it consideration. Yeah. I would be shocked if the Eagles get a first-round pick for Wentz. Just because of that contract and how how bad he was. Yep. But some team could look and say, "Listen, he was an MVP candidate three years ago, and he just needs a change of scenery, and we can we can be the change of scenery." And we're desperate. The the Bears are so desperate <laughs> that they could view him as a ten year franchise quarterback that's worth a first round pick. But if he gets a first round pick, it guarantees that Kirk Cousins is worth a first round pick. Because now the kind. Co- because right now the argument is, well, Matthew Stafford's contract was a lot more team-friendly than Kirk's is. Right. Therefore, teams are more willing to give up a first-round pick. And a lot. it seems like a lot of teams just view Matthew Stafford as a more of a gamer. And even though he's never won a playoff game, like they, they view him as maybe a step above Kirk Cousins. But the minute that Carson Wentz gets a first-round pick, the contract argument goes out the window. And you could even argue just in terms of, like, if the contracts were equal, Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback, even though Carson mm-hmm. Wentz is younger. And There's a definite shift then, yes. Yep. So so maybe that's the domino. Once the, And that probably falls this week, it sounds like. It sounds like they want to trade him this week, according to, like, the Adam Schefters of the world. Yeah, and I, I don't know that, that they get a first-round pick. I just don't know about that. The Vikings, too, I think at this point, are really wedded to the, the idea that, you know, we went with Clint Kubiak, right? And he's worked with Kirk, and we can win now. Um, unfortunately, I don't think the Vikings are probably as open to the future because of the pressure on the GM and coach as we are, and so that could impact things too. But this, I think that this market for quarterbacks right now is among the most intriguing that we have ever seen, and I think it would be foolish not to at least take a step back and consider your options here. Because I don't. Because th- this is not going to be a an occurrence that takes place every year. This is going to be like a once in ten year just potential free for all 
on quarterbacks being out there yep. and and potentially being traded yep. for. It's a it's a crazy musical chairs crazy game. League. For sure. It's a crazy league. Crazy league. Who can so, figure it out? Thanks for hanging out with us on this episode of Purple Daily. We will see you guys. Uh, we've got how to fix the Vikings and all kinds of other uh, free agency related topics to get to as the week goes by here. So we're excited to dive into uh, to this offseason with the league year one month away from this week. One month from now, we will be in the legal tampering window, everybody. Oh, I can't wait for those shows. Very excited. You think there'll be some reckless speculation on those shows? Just a little bit? Yes, indeed. All right, Judd, Phil, Declan, we'll see you guys tomorrow.